what do I define about growing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, you respond. Are you kidding me? Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkAndSpill.com and this is a hashtag how did we meet episode, which should be kind of obvious. We're going to talk about how we met, but who do I have on the show this week? I have a dear friend of mine who is based out of Dallas right now. Her name is Tira. She's on Instagram. You can follow her. Her tag is just period Tira, T-Y-R-A-J on IG. And um, we're going to be talking about like her, how we met, right? She's an artist. We're going to talk about different artwork that she's been creating, different things that have been going on, like what COVID has been like in Dallas, because, you know, Texans have been acting real wild lately. Um, And we'll be talking about, you know, plant mom life, because that's what we are. We like literally geek out over plant stuff all the time. So I'm excited to do this episode, talk about how we met. This has been pending for, I want to say all summer. So I'm really, really, really honored to have Tira on the show. Hey girl. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going, going good. How are you? Uh, pretty good. I know, you know, we talked about, we should have done this while drinking. Honestly, I, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, should I do episodes where I'm, I'm actually drinking at the same time? And it's a thought that crosses my mind, but we are going to do, you know what we'll do when we go live the week after this, this airs, we'll, we'll drink on that. Do you want to do that? Yeah. I have okay. of age followers. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. People can join with us if you are of age, of course, yeah. but yeah, we'll, we'll do our follow-up. We will have a cocktail because you know, this November, right. We're recording this. Literally the election has not actually been finalized yet. So when this airs, we will have a new president. We will have a pre- We'll have a new president. <laughs> Look, we'll have we'll have a something. <laughs> We're gonna have something, right? And we don't know what the hell is gonna go on. So I want everyone who's listening to understand that we are literally recording this on November five. So there has not been an actual um, decision that's been made, or like a an actual like speech acceptance. None of that has happened yet. So um, keep in mind, that's the mind frame that we're going into this episode with. But what's really cool is that a lot of the stuff that we talk about is all stuff from like, most of it is from before COVID. So let's, um, let's get started. So please tell us what it is that you do out in Dallas. Uh, So during the day, I work for a software startup that specializes in virtual design for home building. So, hey, you go buy a new house, you need to pick out all of your tiles and your backsplash and your wood floors and whatever the case may be. We make a software where you can like fly through this home and pick everything out and get your house how you want it based on what like each builder kind of offers for people. And then, yeah, I think like I would venture to say that most people don't actually know what I do. For a living. (laughs) I have friends that I've known for like a year. They're like, what do you do? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yes. And I'm also an artist. So I obviously paint, take commissions, sell prints. Um, But it's something that started as like a side hustle that is very much turned into competes with my full-time job. (laughs) 
<laughs> as far as time and effort spent and put in. So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. And you guys have to check out her artwork because I've actually had a piece for months now. I think, when did I get mine? Like May, April? Yeah, you got a test. Remember? I was like, I think oh, I went that's right. one as a canvas and you were like, oh, send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what happened. It's so awesome. I love it. I got it framed in this really cool, um, one of those like deep set frames. I can't remember what it's called. But frame? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's really nice. And I don't even know how I picked out that particular frame for it, but, uh, and maybe we can talk about like tips for picking the right frame, but I got the piece in the mail and first, you know, I was excited to get like, you know, stuff, something in the mail. Cause it was COVID when I got it, but it was also cool because I felt so badass buying a frame. Like I was like, this is what I'm doing right now. Like I'm buying a frame for real artwork that is actually being sent to my house. That like I picked nope, out that I mean, I'm going to. No one thinks about that. Like I remember when I first started buying like real art from other artists or like framing my artwork, I was like, I feel like an adult adult, like yeah, a frame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was not expecting it, but I loved it. And I really, you know, i I really think that having things around you that inspire you, I talk about that a lot. Uh, It's really important to me to have things around me that inspire me. I think your living space, your sleeping space, your working space should inspire you to some degree. They should emote some kind of like emotion. They should do something. And artwork, you know, and I know people feel the same way about fashion. So I get it. Fashion is one of those things people are like, no, your outfits. I mean, they should be an expression of your soul and whatever people say about like fashion. I don't get it. But I do think your physical space should be beautiful, um, whatever that means to you. And so I was, yeah, I was so excited to get that piece in the mail. You guys have to check out. Um, so you, what's the actual website that you have your, for all your artwork? It is tirajstudio.com. Okay. So. Studio, no S. Yeah, so T Y R A J S T U D I O dot com. Okay. Man, I felt like I was on a spelling bee. I almost spelled that wrong. Yep, but yeah, you got to make sure because I um, <laughs> I'll be the first one to add or take out letters. But yes, and I will link that in the bio, right, or in the show notes. So the website will be linked in the in the actual like show notes here. If you're on your phone or if you're on my website you will be able to find the link really easily. But yeah, it's also in the bio like link on her IG page. So definitely check out the artwork there. And I love the fact that you do commissions. So like what's been one of your most challenging commissions that you've had so far? Oh, the one I'm doing right now that is due in four days that, no, there may or may not be parts that haven't started yet. <laughs> but it's fine. This will air after they have it. <laughs> So how does that work? Like someone, like do, do people come with you with like really cool ideas and then you kind of like do that or do they just say, oh, well, I like pink. Okay. It is a range. Like the one I'm doing now, part of why it's so challenging is three pieces that are giant. They're three feet by four feet each. And the person who commissioned them, super sweet lady, um, she had a ton of ideas. And I was like, okay, I mean, I'm an artist, but I'm, I'm not a magician. Like we got to narrow it down. Um, and so it was like this kind of 
like collaborative process where she told me kind of what she wanted things to represent and like what her reasoning was behind wanting artwork and how she wanted it to represent her family and their background. And all three pieces are pretty different from each other. So that was like another creative push to like finish one and then switch gears and start another one. And I put a little bit of a tight timeline on everything. But then I've also had people that are like, yeah, I like your art and I like blue. Go. (laughs) And I'm like, are you sure? Like, do you, is there a size? Is like, is there, you know? Um, And then there's the people that I like, I'm just going to say it because it's, you know, it's your podcast. We're keeping it honest. Like that want me to match their couch or match their wall. And I'm like, I, if you want to match something like go to Home Depot, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know how to match a paint color through a picture on Instagram. Um, I'll get close, but also it's like really limiting creatively to have someone that paints in the style I paint in and say like, oh, you can only use these two colors. Like I can make something, but it's not something that I necessarily will enjoy painting. No, that makes sense. And yeah, (laughs) picking out colors, it's hard. And and the thing too, is you have to remember like people move Mm -hmm. and even in the middle of a pandemic, I have, you moved, I moved literally in like the same three week time span. My parents have moved. My um, other sister moved at the top of quarantine. My other sister, like literally everyone I know has moved in the last, like almost everyone I know, like a lot of people have moved. And so I always say to people like you also your styles change. Like you said, everyone moves. Sometimes every time someone moves, they want to redecorate. So it's like, I always say like, pick artwork that you connect with, pick artwork that elicits an emotion or a feeling for you. And then it's not going to matter what the rest of your house looks like. As long as it does something for you, like art doesn't have to match your couch. Like it just doesn't. (laughs) I agree. And it is fun. I've I've had a lot of fun like decorating because I haven't, when I've lived places in the past, I guess I never stayed in that place long enough to really like take the time to decorate. And like when I moved into this place, it was like, Ooh, I'm going to decorate. But even when I had my other room, my, my other, my other like bedroom where I was putting up a ton of artwork, I, um, I was not picking stuff to match the space. I was like, no, if I love it, it goes period. And I had all kinds of stuff. So, you know, you don't necessarily, I guess, but it doesn't matter. Even if you do have like a random hodgepodge of random stuff, like if it, if you like it and if it gets you going, then it gets you going. But I think it is tricky to kind of pick art solely, especially a commission piece solely on like a couch. Um, yeah. And color, I had a you know, that everything was great. Um, person was in love with it, approved it, you know, like in the process I go through, there's like multiple check-ins. You have to prove it before it gets shipped. It's like, you're not going to get a surprise. Like, you know exactly what's coming. And then it got there and it was like, oh, well the, this color doesn't quite match the wall paint. Like it was off by a little. And I was like, do you, I don't, are you, is it a, like, there was no request to change anything. It wasn't, they didn't like it. And I just kind of was like, that is the point I'm trying to make. Like screens, phones, computers, like trying to get someone to match something through a screen. It's just, you can get close, but it's probably not ever going to happen. So who are some of the, I guess, artists or people that really inspire you creatively? So many. (laughs) 
That's so hard. Um, I will say what I is interesting is that there isn't really an artist that I think, at least that I know of, that my style is similar to. Um, I think part that's part of why I turned, not turned to painting, but part of what got me so heads over heels in love with it, like as an adult, I've always painted and created art. But when I started moving into apartments and moving and looking for things to decorate and going to art shows and trying to find pieces to buy, I wouldn't find things that I wanted because I was not finding what I saw in my head because it's my head. Um, but I think that there are artists that I really love, like looking at their artwork, that there's an artist named John Moody, um, that ironically has been like on a reality show. But when I found out who he was, he was running track in Houston, (laughs) um, in college and he was an art major and, um, has amazing, like a combination of like hyper realism and abstract art that I think is really interesting he focuses on like the black community and does all different types of charity work in and around Louisiana now. Um, and I find his artwork amazing. Um, there's a guy named um, Dwight White, amazing artist. Like just some of the stuff that you see, um, I can't do it justice on a podcast. Like these are just people you have to go find them on social media. And I don't know that I can point to any one piece that I've seen that was inspired by like another piece of art I've seen. A a lot of what inspires my art is actually photography. Um, Ironically, I take a lot of body positions of like figures that I paint from photos that I really connect with, which is why I think I don't necessarily have that same inspiration come from other painters. That was long. That was a long (laughs) answer. (laughs) I love it. And I will, um, if you send me the links, to their IG or wherever they post art, I can, I can tag some of those artists that you mentioned for people who are interested in seeing them. But yes, I, um, I love how photography inspires you. I didn't know that. And I think it's cool. I I also think it's true that you do make art that I've never, I've never seen anyone make art like you. And um, so it got me thinking, one of the questions I actually thought about while you were talking is like, if you had to explain your style or like your overall like theme if you had a theme to the artwork that you create what are like three words that you would use to kind of describe your your style your own personal style and I know that's kind of on the spot and there's like a gazillion words that you could use (laughs) but like what are like the the three that come to your head the fastest three can they be hyphenated (laughs) sure yeah um I definitely would say like female empowerment is like a strong theme in the vast majority of the pieces I've painted. Um, Another kind of strong theme that I focus on is like just mental health awareness. Um, Not many people know, like I have a brother that like, you know, battles mental health issues and always has. And there are quite a few pieces that are just inspired by like things that we've gone through within our family me individually with him um, and just trying to like depict emotions that I think historically like, in the black community, like, we're just not taught to address or acknowledge. Um, so letting artwork kind of speak for some of those experiences that I've gone through. Um, and then I would definitely, you could throw the label abstract on there. Like, I don't think that anything I paint 
is very obviously anything else except for some of my pieces that are more like abstract portraits. Mm. So I guess those would be the three. <laughs> no, I love that. And I love that because you honestly, you could have chosen any, any word, but I like how you chose things that were more, that aren't like visual types of things, right? Uh, the female empowerment isn't something that's like visually uh, obvious. Like, like if you were to say dark or um, mm-hmm. like, if you were to say it's something more visual, I don't know how to like put that into words, but you get what I'm saying. They're more, um, I guess, descriptive, but from a different perspective, like from a different layer. I and- like think of it as more conceptual. Like I just have never really wanted to paint artwork that was obvious. Like I love when people look at stuff and they're like, Ooh, wait, what is that? (laughs) Um, Like I like like the whole point, the reason I paint and why I think I get so much joy out of it is like painting like themes and ideas and concepts that maybe people like just words don't fit what you're trying to say. Um, Some things are meant really to be felt and not like spoken about. So that's kind of where I come from with my artwork. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. And it's so, it's so fun to see you putting out new pieces all the time. And I love that, you know, a lot of folks have been taking time to dive deeper into their creative sides, into their hobbies and whatnot. And this definitely is way more than that for you. It's like a passion you were getting ramped up way before COVID. And um, it seems like, you know, you'll be doing this moving forward as heavily as you, as you choose. So how, I guess, how has COVID this year, I guess, affected or the time, right? The, the being at home more affected your creative side. Have you been able to channel that like creative flow or is it more challenging now or does it just kind of come and go? Um, I guess you could say come and goes. I think at the beginning of it, um, there was so much stuff going on like outside of art, obviously, that it just was not where my head was at. It wasn't that there weren't ideas there. It was just, it wasn't even a thought. <laughs> um, and then I, as I got more overwhelmed, just like in my personal life, I obviously turned to it as an outlet. And then suddenly it was like, um, look at all, what? I have how many things in my head? And then that was also when the world, you know, decided they wanted to support a black artist um, because it became popular. <laughs> Um, and then I started having commission after commission after order online. And I like was like, for lack of a better word, underwater. (laughs) Um, I mean, I would finish a piece and then have to go ship off four more and then come right back and start another one. And then I'd have a consultation with someone to figure out what they wanted. And it got to a point where in like mid July, I like closed commissions. I just stopped taking them. Um, and I took all of August, I actually did not pick up a paintbrush once. And I just like needed a creative brain break. I just needed to not have to worry about it. I didn't want to have to do anything, but maybe fill an order here and there. Didn't want to have to paint, didn't want to have to think of an idea, didn't even want to look at a canvas for like a whole month. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it happens. You you need a break. And, and we talk about that a lot. I guess, in the entrepreneurial space where you're dealing with different social media platforms, you're dealing with different technologies, and you're dealing with different launches and rebrands and web design, website designs, and like there's always something going on. And when you get sucked into something and you're going at like, you know, 90 miles per hour, and you've got this tunnel vision to kind of excel and to um, produce 
really. It becomes, it becomes a lot. And actually, I don't think I've actually heard anybody talk about this at all during this time of just the after effects of this wave of, you know, a boom in black businesses. I've seen businesses have to stop taking orders because of, you know, just overwhelming with, with getting orders out. I had an Etsy shop that I got this, um, tote bag from, and it was like, uh, I think it said, what does it say? Um, white supremacy is terrorism. It's like such a dope bag. I'm obsessed with it. And I ordered it. I ordered this way before George Floyd, like black lives matter got like wild this year. Um, way before that, like I ordered it a long time ago, but it never shipped. And I was like, where is my tote bag? I paid $35 for this tote bag and I was mm-hmm. super pissed. And, but after I had submitted my order and, you know, you have to give a lot of times these Etsy folks a little bit more time than you would like two days on Amazon. Yeah. So I was waiting, but I waited and that's when this surge kind of happened. Yep. And um, they were just swimming in marshmallows is what, what we used to say. And so I did not hear back and I got pissed because then they were, they did the thing on Etsy where like they were creating the label for like two weeks. And I was like, girl, where is the tote? <laughs> when are you shipping this shit? And then no, not the most patient of people. <laughs> I'm, I'm really not. No, no, I'm not. But I was like, where, what's the deal? And um, so I actually ended up getting two of them. She refunded me and I felt bad, but then um, because it never shipped. And then uh, she had, somehow I got two of them in the mail. Well, and but, then it's like, then you have like the balance of, I was super happy to get all this business. And I was like, crap, I, everything has to be perfect because if this is like someone's first interaction with me, like mm-hmm. I can have stuff getting shipped super late. I can't have, you know, run out of stock on anything. So like I, luckily I never got to that point, but then it was really like comforting because on the backside of that, which is like something else people don't talk about is that I have people reaching out to me saying like your customer service is so good. Like one of my biggest fears and things that I constantly run into with black businesses is like not getting good customer service or like not getting a shipping confirmation or if something's delayed, like them not letting me know. And like, there's a couple times where because of COVID, like UPS like lost something. Like they saw the tracking, they saw I did everything on time and then they never got it. And then I'm just like, okay, well I'm going to eat the cost and I'm going to give you, you know, like I'll either send a second one or give you a refund. And a lot of people were like, oh, subtract out the cost. Like, I don't want you out your money. So like, I think there's also a misunderstanding of like, not everyone's an asshole. Like most people understand if you're a small business and one person um, that, you know, they'll work with you. And I had like really good experiences. No, that's good. And customer service is important. And then, you know, on top of that, running a, a show with, you know, you've been running, a lot of people have been running businesses and stores for a while and mm-hmm. then they have this, this sort of surge. And so a lot of times you're not prepared for a surge. Sometimes yeah. you are, right? Like when the holidays are coming, you anticipate that, but you're not, you're not ready or expecting certain surges in your business. Just like when something goes viral or something starts randomly getting popular because of a, a Jenner or somebody did it. You know, that's people aren't expecting those types of surges and the communication is there. And then on top of that, you've got a quarantine issue where we have this global pandemic that's keeping things from happening at a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And that's why at first you saw, right, everybody was sending out notes saying, okay, guys, this is how we're going to handle COVID. And then that became a joke because everybody was doing it nonstop. And then it was, okay, well, now we're going to have to, you know, chill out. 
we're going to get you your shit when you get it, right? And there was that. And then it kind of changed and evolved over the course of the year. So yep. yeah, you do have to, you have to go with it. But like you said, customer service is important and communication is above all. I think when, um, especially when people are paying like a lot of money, um, obviously my $35 tote wasn't, you know, it's not really that much money, but for a tote, yes, because you can pay $3 and get a tote. Um, yeah. But it, it is important. Fun stuff I like. And I mean, some of it is just because I'm extra, like at one point, like the custom like print that you have, I was sending a time-lapse video to everyone of like me customizing their piece. Like, and I had people respond like, oh my God, that's so cool. You sent me a video of you like making my stuff. And I was like, it didn't take that long. I was going to video it for Instagram anyways. Like all I had to do was pop it in an email and send it to someone. Like it was, you know, 30 more seconds of effort. Mm, yeah, yeah, that thoughtfulness goes a very long way, right? And I think it's so cool. I think it's so cool. People have gotten so creative in this time. And, you know, there's always been creative people. But I think when when things shift and when you're kind of put in a weird predicament, you know, you're, you're kind of forced to, um, I guess, bend or break sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's important, right? You've got to be able to kind of pivot and, and make the most out of stuff. So I am glad that you have done that. I'm excited to see more artwork that you make. And um, if anybody listening is, is wanting to do a commission piece, they are open again, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I am not one of those people that's like, at least not yet. I'm not charging, you know, thousands of dollars for artwork. <laughs> so um, I try to keep everything accessible. It's really important to me because I think when I was younger and I think most people that are, you know, in their twenties or even early thirties, um, really value art and have an interest in it. But 90% of the country cannot afford to spend over a grand, you know, on a piece of artwork, um, especially not now. <laughs> so it's just like something I always want to keep in mind to have like options for people, um, at different places in their life. You know, what's weird. I heard, um, Beyonce Knowles's mom. What is her mom's name again? Tina. 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 Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I saw her speak last year. Yeah, last summer. I was in Atlanta. And one of the things that she said, and this is so random, but it actually is kind of not random. She mentioned the power of buying and owning artwork. And I was like, what? And she talked about, I guess, like, you know. Jay-Z, like 30% of his net worth is in like artwork that he owns. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no clue. And she says that. And I was just like, oh, um, but we're not taught. So unless you were like raised around somebody who was like really into that kind of shit or knew somebody who was, or who maybe worked for a museum or who worked in a framing industry or something like you're not going to know that. Exactly. And it's like the crazy part about the art world is it's like when you buy stuff, when it's cheap and no one knows of this person, like that's where you get value from it because I mean, the whole thing, it hinges upon this person becoming somewhat more successful. Maybe they'll never be like world renowned, but if they're, you know, relatively well-known in whatever country they're from, those pieces become more expensive. The artist starts taking longer to paint because they start painting bigger pieces or projects. And then what you have is now sought after. So it increases in value. And um, there is a lot of money and a lot of, you know, dirty money and like <laughs> the global art world, but it's insane. Some of the stuff that I've like learned, like 
I don't know if you've like recently heard, but there were like three Russian dignitaries that are like being investigated because they were laundering money through art. And I was like, are we in a movie right now? <laughs> um, but no, like that stuff really happens. It does. And people are wild. Um, it, it's just, yeah. When she said that at the conference, I was just kind of taken aback by it. And it, and I said that I brought that up to say, you know, to remind everyone to get it while it's hot, when it's lower cost, because the more art you create, the more you do, the more people find out, right? The more there's a potential that, you know, you get found by some gallery or whatever, whatever way this goes and the, the yeah. cost could absolutely get astronomical. So if you like something, especially I think in the art space, um, because it's going to last longer than one of those Birkin bags. Some of the Birkin bags, I'm sure, last a while. But I just find it. <laughs> oh, I, I have a hard time with some of the shit that like some of these celebrities are doing um, because they're not doing it with the intention to build wealth. They're doing it with the intention to stunt, and those are two different things. Uh-huh. One is temporary and kind of like braggadocious and like not really helpful to the global cause, whereas building wealth actually is because you're building wealth generationally, right? Typically, because you can't take this shit with you. I mean, I guess you could be buried with like a really cool piece of art, but even still, right. Wasn't that those, those um, when I dive my money in the grave (laughs) and then what they do, they, they, um, what was that famous Pharaoh? There was somebody in Egypt who was like, bury me with all my shit. And then they buried him with all his stuff. And what did they do? They They excavated him. What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Are you going to haunt this weird anthropologist or whatever for a while? Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's not, to me, it's not worth it. But I, I'm a huge um, art buyer and it is a luxury. And I know there are people who are like, well, Whitney, not everybody has money for that. We need to put money in our 401k. And you do need to put money in your 401k. But you know what? I have done episodes with people in the financial industry. Okay. And everybody has a thing. And it is always good to invest in different types of stuff. You have to diversify, diversify. (laughs) So I don't think it's necessary to only put, you know what I mean? Like, do we always have to be responsible? No. No. And and I don't think buying art is irresponsible, especially if that's something you're into and it brings you joy. Also, if we're going to work, you know, (laughs) way longer than any of us work, like (laughs) I'm going to buy some shit I like, like, come on now. Like, I'm not going to just go to work for this person forever and just never do anything fun. Like I agree. If you can buy a bottle of crown, you could probably buy an art print. <laughs> Definitely a print. Definitely a print. I've bought a ton of prints this year actually. Um there have been some really great I mean I've I've always been into black art. Always, always. When I was at Howard, I took a number of African American art classes and I started to really that's when I got really deep into like black art specifically. Cause I had been into art before I took like regular art history, like blah, blah. But then I got to Howard and I was doing like African American art and I was like, Whoa, this is cool. This is different. And I started going down that, that rabbit hole. And now it's, <laughs> it's opened my eyes to some really beautiful things. And so I've always had this eye for kind of like following artists and um, different types of, of art. I love all kinds of stuff. And so I've always been that Etsy girl who who like will have shops that she is favoriting that do all kinds of cool prints. But I think now it's more trendy and it's it's become real popular. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about it because these women and these men um, deserve to be 
in the spotlight on Etsy. And I, I hope that more people, not just because of the Black Lives Matter stuff, but really in general, more people pay attention to artists of all types um, and really support them because it's important. Agreed. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Now I want to shift gears here and I do want to talk just for a second about plants because you are essentially like very mm. plant godmother, um, <laughs> like part two. My mom is also a very like into plants and has helped me quite a bit, but like, what is the deal with you and plants? Like where did that, I thought you said your uncle was into plants. Is that what it was? My dad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my dad actually growing up, also my uncle, um, they worked with my other older uncle. That was like a father figure to them. Um, and landscaping business and in Florida where my whole family's from, and growing up in my house, we always had plants. Like it was me and my dad's thing to plant plants every spring. We'd bring them inside in the winter. I would help plant the garden. I was out there like willingly pulling weeds. It wasn't like a punishment. I was like, I want to pull weeds. I want the yard to look nice because it shows how much effort I'm putting into something. And I can watch something grow and like see a direct result of like, this is what happens. If you take care of this thing, you get six more leaves. And like, if you keep taking care of this thing year after year, you go from a little plant to a small tree to one that's as big as your house, you know? Um, and I think that's always been kind of my obsession with them is like watching them grow. People always ask me like, do you like stuff? Like, what do you think about succulents? They're a good starter. Like I hate succulents. Like I don't like them at all. They're boring. They look the same for like six years. Um, I kill them a lot. It's like the one plant that I consistently kill. I can keep, I have 25 plants right now. Yes, I said 25. And like, they're all fine. They're all thriving actually. But you give me a succulent and it's dead in like three weeks. <laughs> I usually overwater them because I'm used to plants that need water. Um, and then I forget about them because they don't do anything. <laughs> Like it doesn't even look like it's growing. So like <laughs> I either forget about it and it dies or I like take too much care of it and it dies. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I actually could do a whole, and actually, you know, maybe that's what I'll do next week. I may do a whole podcast episode just on plants because I feel like there yeah. are so many parallels of being a plant owner, caretaker, whatever, and like life. Yeah. And, um, at one point, like I literally had so many, I was like, I had a note pad on my phone. Like I was writing down the shit because it is so interesting. You think that having a plan is just like, okay, you know, I'm just going to water it. It's really not. It's, it's so really not when they have new leaves. I, you know, for like, I don't know, probably the better half of the first part of quarantine. I was like sending you videos on Instagram. Like, look, this bitch got a new leaf today. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> and I was so happy. I don't know. I still don't really know like fully why it makes me so happy, but I just like watching things grow that like, don't cry and call me mom. Mm. That's a tweet. Yeah. I feel that so, so deeply. <laughs> <laughs> so deeply. Um, and you know what? It, I think because when you really know plants and how finicky they can be, yeah. And how unique they individually are. We put plants under this like huge umbrella as like they're all kind of the same, like, oh, you just water them. 
No girl, you don't. There's so much. I had so much to learn when I got into this and I had zero clue, zero clue. And so it's, for me, it's exciting. And I have one plant and I don't know the name of it. I'll have to, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it. We may do like a, well, when we drink, when we do the IG live, we'll do some plant talk and you can kind of give us a mini view of your 25 and I'll give you a view of my however many five I have. All over my, there's so, now that I live somewhere with light kind of everywhere, they're just all over the place, which is nice because they're not like clustered in a corner, like looking out of place. They look like they belong yes. here. Same, same. I had one, one big window and that's where they all lived. And I didn't trust keeping them in one of the rooms that I had that basically got zero sun. So everybody <laughs> was by the same window uh, for the most part. And it was very cluttered. So now they're all spread out. There is still some um, overcrowding, <laughs> but it's because, not because of me, I do have a problem, yes, uh, although this problem is subjective. Right. I do have a habit, yes, but I'm also plant sitting for my mom who is getting a home built for mm-hmm. herself. So she needed me to watch some of her plants for a bit while she sells her house, her house right now. So that's why I have literally 50% of the, of the plants that are in the front part of my apartment are all hers. So, and then of course she has like the big, like Godzilla plants that are like ginormous and have arms and shit. Um, Wow. Yeah. 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 But shout out to her because I have some, um, the pothos, the, the hangy ones. Yeah. I've got those, which make my, um, my new fancy bookshelf that took me like four hours to put together and makes it look even fancier. So thanks mom. Yes. I, uh, I at one point got overwhelmed with how many plants I had and I gifted them to all of my moving friends because everyone was moving and it actually felt really good because they were all plant people and they were so appreciative. Like if you want to know joy, give a plant parent a calathea, do it. <laughs> like walk their face. (laughs) Um, It was so much fun. And I was like, oh man, maybe I don't have to keep all of these things until they're giant and, you know, too big for me to have in my apartment. And it was like, I'm not giving them to someone who's going to kill them because then I'll just be angry. But someone who I know is going to nurture and love and take care of them. (laughs) It made me feel good. So if you ever get to a point where you have too many, and you have some planty friends, I would consider giving some away. Yes. And you know what? I think I think what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to just come back and do another episode on plants because I think <laughs> it would be fun if we co-did it. So yes. I say what we'll do is in the spring, 2021, in the spring, mm-hmm. like as soon as Lowe's gets that big truck that pulls up <laughs> with like, like that day, that day of delivery, we need to record. And what we're going to do is we're just going to go through like, it'll be like fantasy football, but like with plants. And so we'll have a couple plants that we're looking for that are kind of hard to find, which I know you've got a couple, I've got a couple. Um, and then we'll just kind of keep track of like, you know, who's doing well, who's not. I know I have some that are on the bench right now. Um, <laughs> because they are struggling. I um, my fiddle on purpose. Like I just murdered it. Well, I mean, I took some clippings first and then I murdered it. I'm just disappointed because that dumb cane that I have, mm-hmm. which I still find it as a very offensive name. Um, it, it had the, the spider mite things yeah. and I sprayed him and I sprayed him and I sprayed him. And then he was just like, eh, and no. now he's just all brown. So my dumb cane <sighs> is thriving. So 
Like this shit pisses me off. So we're we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna table this because I do want to talk about how we met. So let's just like let's just like agree that we're gonna do an entire episode on plants. We're gonna get creative with it. It'll be fun, and we'll do that. Yes, in the spring. Okay, sounds good. Okay, we shook on it. Okay, so yes, do you remember how we met? No. When you asked me to do this, I was like, funny story. Um, I know you and I know I've known you for a while, mm-hmm. but I, I know it was at an event. I know it was at a connect event. I know that. <laughs> I just don't remember which one. And since all of those typically included alcohol Ooh. beverages, yep, there's just a very low likelihood that I will ever remember. <laughs> what it was. Um. Guys, I have had this podcast show for over two years. This is the first time I have had a how did we meet guest come on the show and neither of us remember how we met. Oh, I'm glad you don't either. I thought you were about to be like, well, I know, but. (laughs) Girl, I have no idea. Texas was a freaking blur. Dallas was wild and I, I, I honestly, I couldn't even, I would really have to like sit and meditate on it for a couple of weeks to try to like, like even. I could guess, I, I can guess like time of year. I know it was like late summer, early fall. <laughs> I do know that much because I know that I met you. Like I was only involved with that group for like, like heavily for like a six, eight month window. And I know I met you before it got cold because I remember you bitching about how cold it was. And I was like, you're not, I was like, you're from the East coast. Why are you complaining? Um, <laughs> because I moved to Dallas from San Diego where it was perfect every single day. And everybody's like, Texas is hot as hell. And I was like, boom, this is going to be perfect. And then it got chilly and I was like, no, I have to wear a jacket. <laughs> so I do know, and I know I met you before there was like a friends giving like Thanksgiving event that we were like, we had already had each other's numbers at that point. So I know I met you sometime between like June and early November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of what year? I'm. Well, it had to have been 20, 2017. Yeah, it was 2017. Yeah. Cause I was only in Dallas for a year. That mm-hmm. was. Yeah, I was down to like six months in one year. And there you go. And day, afternoon, or evening that involved drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we did. And I'm proud of that. So mm-hmm. we're just going to say that we met like in just the stars aligned and we made eye contact and we knew that, you know, it was meant to be. And um, yeah, it was all, what do they say? It was. Something about history? It was just, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say it was written in the stars, but then you went with history. <laughs> Not the same. Guys, we are sober right now. So uh, just imagine, um, you know, maybe we should drink while we do the plant episode. That could be fun. Maybe. I think if we're both as tired as we currently are when we start mm-hmm. it, it could be entertaining. We, it could. I could also be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it 
at least you're self-aware. I feel like drunk Whitney, she's a trip. Like she's a completely different person. Um, I'll be like, so. oh my God, look at my Prince of Orange plant, guys. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> Yes, but it will it will happen. It will happen 2021. Um, but I did want to touch on the how did we meet part because of course I don't want to do this and then like people are like, well, how did you meet? You didn't even talk about it. So well, we have to make sure. No, so you still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got the answers, Sway. We really don't. So it's fine. Um, okay. So I did want to talk about, I feel like there was one thing that I did want to um touch on before we close out because um we are coming up on holiday season. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that everybody is connected and people are, you know, going to go back and binge, listen to some episodes. And um, do you have anything kind of in the pipeline? Like what's going on with you as we kind of close out 2020 and kind mm-hmm. of ramp up for 2021? What is going on with me? <laughs> um, I have some exciting things coming that are related to food, actually. So I feel like you know, but obviously this we have not this has not come up in the last 45 minutes. I love to cook and I'm really good at it. And I used to cook for clients that I personal trained. Um and I I have had a weird history now that I start thinking about it all together. Um and yeah, so I have some stuff launching uh end of the year, early next year. Um I feel like weird saying I can't get into it, but I can't get into it, <laughs> but that's what I'm going to be working on, like in tandem with painting and commissions and um, things like that. So if you're looking for anything, you know, for the holiday season to send to someone, check me mm-hmm. out. <laughs> okay. And so you're on, you're on Instagram and then you have your website. So the website is tirajstudios.com, right? Yeah. No, studio. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just studio. See, see, this is why, this is why studio.com. Uh, I hate it when my brain does that. Like I'll see something and I'll be like, Oh wait. And then I'll see it wrong and then I'll correct myself. And then later I'll recall it as the incorrect version, even though earlier I corrected myself. I, I do that semi-regularly. Um, Sometimes I like make information up and then I just pretend that it's the truth. <laughs> Like for three years, I thought one of my best friend's middle name was Marie because it just sounded right. (laughs) And like, that just wasn't the case. Like her name's Kate. And I was like, one day I called her by her, like what I thought was her full name. I was like, Catherine Marie. And she was like, who the fuck is that? (laughs) And I was like, that's your middle name. She's like, no, it's not. I was like, yes, it is. It's always, and I had known her for like probably four years at that point. And she was like, have you always thought that was my middle name? And I was like, I kind of think I just decided it in my head like a while back. And that's just what it's been. Wow. It's fine. Wow. Um, <laughs> I do know so what it is now, but it's not Marie. <laughs> they're kind of similar. Yeah, it's kind of similar. But I, I wanted to make sure that, and again, guys, I'm going to put this in the show notes. So all you have to do is just like go down to the show notes and you'll see like all the links and everything. But if you have your phone out, then you can go ahead and just go to Instagram. And if you go and you type in the search and it's just J-U-S-T dot Tira, T-Y-R-A-J, you will find her IG page and that will have the link in the bio, which will give you um, all of her links and you can click around and whatnot. So um, 
Cool. Do you have anything that you want to mention that you forgot that you want to say that's on your heart? Anything at all? Um, thanks for having me on the podcast. <laughs> no, I don't really have, there's nothing, uh, nothing crazy. I'm sure in you know, three days I'll wake up and be like, damn, I should have said that. But I mean, I don't know right now. <laughs> okay. Well, we have the IG live. And so, um, Hi. I will definitely, well, we'll probably go live on, I think you said the 24th. So mm-hmm. yeah, I so we'll go live. Even, like suggested a Monday, like what? No. I mean, <laughs> I like to start the week with a bang, you know? I like to start Monday evenings with a glass of wine. <laughs> Porque no los dos. Mm, no me gusta. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, shout out to Elise. She says Parkinolos dos like a million times. And then my mom started saying it, but she would say it wrong. And so she would say, Porque, what would she say? Porque nos dos. She would say some, something stupid. And then we knew she was saying it wrong. We told her she was saying it wrong. And then she continued to say it wrong because she didn't care. And she wanted to just like aggravate us. And so now we have this, like literally she has a playlist called Porque nolos, no dos or whatever she calls it. Anyway. <laughs> We need to stop. So we're going to, we're going to end here. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you follow us up because we will be back. Um, Actually, I think the last guest I had on uh, Bernard, him and I will also be doing episodes together in the future because like his energy is just fire. So I will be bringing back people for 2021 and having them on to do different segments, different shows, and just, you know, keep things crazy and keep things fun. Um, If you are interested in getting some artwork, please check out the website. The holidays are coming. You can get stuff for yourself. Um, and then tag us. If you're listening to the episode, you enjoyed yourself, you um, maybe are inspired to get a plant or just buy some artwork or to um, move, I don't know, or just something cool, definitely tag us. Um, if you have an iPhone and you have the Apple Podcast app, definitely go in, leave a five-star review, say something cute in the comments. If you don't have an iPhone, find someone who does and or take an iPhone, the next one that you see, the next one that you come across, the next one that you find and go into their Apple podcast app and then just leave a review on their behalf. Um, I always, you know, promote, promote doing that. You know, you have to be resourceful um, and I appreciate it. So I'm on Instagram as at Whitney Danielle Co underscore and at Networking Spill. So hit me up on the gram and uh yeah we'll be back next week thank you so much tira i appreciate you no problem thanks whitney all right we'll see you guys soon cheers